Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Adam Carricker on the ticket. Position right of the quarterback, out of the shotgun, first and 20, jailbreak screen in the air. It is tipped. It is intercepted by Carricker at the Missouri 21-yard line. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, eight-year NFL vet and All-American defensive lineman, Adam Carricker. Shotgun snap to Everett. He's got the left arm going, and now he's got a whole lot of Adam Carricker. rips him down inside the 25-yard line. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com, here's your host, Adam Carricker. Welcome, everybody, in to Adam Carricker. On the ticket, I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend, Thanksgiving break, Thanksgiving itself. <sighs> Black Friday wasn't so wonderful, but we'll d- get into that briefly, and then we're going to move on. But real quick, always remember, GE Landscape Supply has pavers and boulders. Great accents for any backyard landscaping project. They sell to homeowners and contractors, and they deliver anywhere near or far stop by at 6701 corner skirt highway check out ge landscape supply.com or call 402-467-1627 as always some of your questions comments concerns all right call or text 402-464-5685 you can also check out everything that 93.7 the ticket is doing on youtube give that channel a subscribe check out the character chronicles youtube page hit a subscribe if you don't mind on that one and or check out characterchronicles.com. it's where all your football hopes and dreams will come true it's just science all right we got a loaded show today i we don't have a press conference to react to i don't have a guest to chat with and i'm still not sure how we're going to get this all in in one hour ladies and gentlemen there's a reason i call this the fastest two hours every monday and friday noon to 1 p.m here, right on 93.7, the ticket, the fastest two hours in radio each and every week, Tuesday, Thursday. Check out the Character Chronicles, the Big Ten Show, and on Wednesday, All-American quarterback Steve Taylor drops that knowledge right here on 93.7, the ticket. Here's what's on the docket. Nebraska football season with Rule, with Coach Rule, ends at 5-7. and seven. We're going to chat about that. Take a brief look back at Iowa, okay? But then Husker Athletics is doing quite well. You look at the wrestling team, all right, ninth in the country. You look at the... Women's soccer team just took just went to the Elite Eight versus Stanford. Took them into overtime. You got men's basketball 7-0. You got Nebraska volleyball, number one overall seed and number one team in the country. When it comes to the NCAA tournament, then you've got college football. You got championship weekend. You got rivalry games. Some of the – I have missed good rivalry games recently. Alabama-Auburn. What? What? What happened at the end of that game? That's what happens when you don't rush the quarterback, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I, when I saw what they were doing with their D-line, I'm like, I hate everything about this. I hope they lose. And then all of a sudden they didn't. I was like, well, 
I hated what they did. I, I still didn't want them to lose because I don't like Alabama, but it is what it is. That's what you get when you don't rush the quarterback. Okay, Florida, Florida State. What a great game that was. Florida State goes on the road, wins in the swamp. Rivalry game with a backup quarterback who frankly looked like he couldn't complete a pass for the first 20 minutes of that game. Okay, then they pull away 24 to 15 and win in Gainesville and Georgia Tech. They made it interesting with Georgia. Okay, they had a lead. Georgia went up 31 to 13. Then Georgia Tech kind of made it interesting. Final score 31 to 13, but that game was closer than I thought it would be. Washington, Washington State, the final Apple Cup of all time as a guy who grew up in the state of Washington. It was Nebraska football for me because my whole family's from the state of Nebraska, also my in-laws. And then it was it was the the Apple Cup every year. I was actually more of a Cougars guy than a Washington guy. I always prefer the underdog. And that was a great game in itself. Washington ekes out a victory at the end, 24 to 21. But there's a lot to talk about. You got the college football playoff rankings. You got different possible scenarios. It could be easy. It could be cut and dried. It could be Florida State wins. It could be Michigan wins. It could be uh, Oregon or Washington. Whoever wins that game is going to be in. Okay, it could be Georgia wins, and there's your four teams. Texas, you won the Big 12, but you got one loss, you're out. Now, what if Georgia loses? What if Michigan loses? Okay, what if what if one of those teams loses of all the teams I just mentioned that could have an automatic route into the college football playoff if they just win? What if one of them loses? Then who gets in, Ohio State or Texas? Because I, I have the current CFP projections. We don't have the actual rankings yet, but the projections, and I disagree with the projections, and I'm curious to see what happens Tuesday night when they release their CFP rankings. I have Ohio State in front of Texas. Okay, the projections have Texas in front of Ohio State. But that's a whole nother debate. There's so many scenarios that could happen. All right, but let's let's dive into this. Let's put this Iowa loss behind us real quickly. Okay, here are the stats that stood out. And again, we're going to move on quickly. You know, we converted almost half of our third downs. Iowa only completed a third. Okay, we actually had more total yards. Iowa didn't even have 100 passing yards. They had 94 passing yards. Okay, we weren't blowing out the water with 189 passing yards. But Iowa was 11 of 28 passing. That is abysmal for 94 yards on the day. 3.4 yards per pass, which is wow. Uh, but we had 6.8. We literally doubled in our passing game. Still wasn't great. We were 15 to 28. Chubba Purdy was on the day. Okay. You kind of zoom down a little bit. We only averaged 2.5 yards per carry this game. I, I'd have to go back and look at the Michigan game. But I know outside of the Michigan game, that's our lowest yards per carry average of any game of the entire year. Iowa's defense is pretty good. You got to give them credit there. Okay, Iowa had four yards per rush. We lost the penalty battle. We lost the turnover battle. We had two interceptions. We had a fumble. Okay, they lost. Uh, they had one interception. So we had three turnovers. They had one. We had five penalties, 40 yards. They had two penalties for 10 yards. All right. The, T the TOP, the time of possession, was actually closer than I thought it was going to be. All right. Because at one point, Iowa had the ball for 15 more minutes than us. And I think that point was halftime, if I remember correctly. 15 more minutes, they'd had the ball than us in just 30 minutes of play. Okay, the final TOP time of possession, Iowa had a 31-45. We had a 28-15. So Nebraska was the better team in the second half, okay? Unfortunately, we weren't the better team as an overall whole for four quarters. All right, again, so you look at, you look at some of these final stats here. All right, Jalen Lloyd, Malachi Coleman is a guy with a lot of talent, a lot of size, a lot of ability. He's got a guy with an insanely bright future. Jalen Lloyd had, what was it, three touchdown catches of over 50 yards? in the past, I think the last four or five games. Like this was an under-recruited guy, kind of overlooked, a lot of talent, a lot of speed. One of those kind of diamonds in the rough that Rule found, okay? And he made some big plays for us down the stretch. Now he's got to find ways to get consistently open, but he's a true freshman, give him time. 
All right, Chubba Purdy led all rushers, 12 carries, 42 yards for Nebraska. Emmett Johnson, 11 carries for 27 yards, okay? And he only averaged two and a half yards a carry himself. Anthony Grant only carried the ball four times on the day and averaged one yard per carry. Nebraska just was not able to run the ball great. We're not a good passing team. Like, we're the 126th-ranked passing team in the entire country. You want to know who's behind us? Iowa, Army, Air Force, Navy. Three teams who don't, don't even know what a forward pass is, and the other one knows what it is but has no idea how to do it, and that's the company that we're in when it comes to trying to throw the ball down the field as of right now. Hopefully that improves, okay, in the future. All right, fumbles. We had three, lost two. Isaac Gifford had 11 tackles on the day. Luke Reimer had 10. All right. Let's see. I was rushing back. LeSean Williams carried the ball 16 times, averaged almost seven yards a carry. He was the guy that when there were tackles broken, it was him. Blackshirts had a hard time tackling him. He had 16 carries, 111 yards, averaged 6.9 yards per carry, and he had a lot of yak yards after contact. Okay. All right. Let's see. Our kick returns, we had none on, on, none on the day. And our punt returns, we had four for an average of three yards, and we had a fumble. We've got to address this. You've got to have somebody who can catch the ball and more often than not get you a first down or 10 yards or catch the ball and just be some sort of a threat. We've got to address this. There's too many athletes on this team to not be better at this. Right, Tristan Alvano, one for two on the day. Young guy, bright future, obviously missed a big kick at the end. Not that it was easy, but missed a kick that was huge at the end of the game. Brian Bussini, seven punts. He didn't have quite the year this year I'd hoped he would. A little bit surprised. He averaged 39.9 yards per punt on Saturday. Did pin Iowa inside their own 20. All right. Two times. Okay. Uh, that, that's, that's the button we're going to put on the Iowa game. It is what it is. Iowa's – they're the only 10-win team in the history of college football to be dead last in the country in total offense and average 245 yards of total offense a game. They find ways to win. It makes me want to vomit. But they find ways to win, and crap, tip my hat off to them. All right, hopefully, hopefully we can be better for it next year. All right, so, all right, the, th the thoughts on the season as a whole at Nebraska. There's a couple of ways you can look at it. And when I did my final grades for Matt Rule's first season, I put that out. Check it out on YouTube if you haven't seen it. I looked at year one as year one because I don't have a year two to look at. I don't have a year three. I'm I'm well aware that Matt Rule likes to build he likes to build programs and he doesn't necessarily prioritize trying to win in year one like like most coaches try to win every game I'm not saying he's not trying to win what I'm saying is he will absorb a loss or two okay early on in his tenure at a school because his priority is to build towards year two and build towards year three and he believes that the program long term is better for it okay so maybe there were some games this year where uh, maybe a win or loss goes different priority. And again, he's trying to win. I'm not saying he's not trying to win, but he's trying to build a program. And I think that's his priority in year one, okay, versus more important in his mind than anything else. That's his priority, okay? And I think at a place like Nebraska, it's a little different than a place like Temple, a little different than a place like Baylor, where you can come in and you can win one or two games in year one, Temple or Baylor, and nobody really cares. You come to Nebraska, you've got the fourth most talented roster in the Big Ten, You've got one of the easiest schedules you've ever had. We understand it's year one, but the ex like the definition for success for me was six and six now and going to a bowl game, entering a spot to a bowl game. Now, without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For me, that's how I graded in my Chronicle show where I gave the grades. I looked at year one as year one. Now, I don't have a year two to look at. I don't know what the jump's going to be. Are we going to go from five and seven to seven and five? Do we go from five and seven to three and nine? Do we go from five and seven to nine and three? In year two, I can gauge the progress and the jump easier than I can in year one. All I have is year one to grade, so that's what I did. Now, I do think there were areas of improvement. The defense was obviously better than a year ago. Okay, the run game is an overall whole outside of, say, Michigan and the Iowa game was absolutely better. Going into the Iowa game, we had the top 10 rushing offense in the Big Ten. Our passing offense was abysmal. I just mentioned who the who were in the company of and those those teams. All they want to do is run the football. Okay, Army, Air Force, Navy. They, they literally don't want to pass the ball. If they could run the ball every single play of the season, they would. And then you've got Iowa who tries to throw the ball sometimes, but not really. And that's that's where we're at statistically, okay, when it comes to throwing the ball. So for me, the passing game was not great a year ago, even went backwards. The running game obviously was better. The, the defense was obviously better. There were things about the special teams that were better. Our coverage units were much better. The coverage units were much better. Our return game, non-existent. Our kicking game, inconsistent. I really thought Brian Bruschini would be one of the best kickers if not the country in the Big Ten, I'm sorry, punters, if not the country, the Big Ten. I don't, I don't know why he had a, r- a rougher year. I guess he's a human being. You know, I guess football players are human beings, you know, uh, not just uh, names and faces on a video game that you can cut, delete, trade and do whatever. They actually like are human beings. But I thought he would have a better year. Tristan Alvano is a young guy who's learning and growing. Ceiling isn't through the roof. It's it's to the freaking moon with that guy. Um, so to me, there was areas of progress. There was. The throwing game regressed a little bit. Um, the running game was better. The defense was better. Taking care of the ball was somehow worse. Uh, I could say that some of the in-game management things were a little bit mind-boggling at time. And maybe those are things that you do in year one or two at Temple and Baylor and nobody pays attention. 
because, oh, Baylor won one game. Okay, cool, no problem. Temple won two games. Uh, no big deal. Here, you have such a passionate fan base that everything matters and everything is important and everything is critiqued and everything is looked at uh, under a microscope. It's a fishbowl, so to speak. I remember when I used to lift in the weight room, not the current weight room, not even the new weight room. We're talking two weight rooms ago. Okay, now it's the study area <laughs> next to where the training table is. It's now a study area with all sorts of tables and there's a gigantic fireplace and everything. But there used to be windows and they would give tours and people would literally stand there looking through the windows at you while you're squatting, trying to like, you know, you're, you're sweating, you're dripping all over the place. You're working your butt off. You're trying to set a new squat record or whatever your PR is. And you got people staring at you. That's what it is. It never bothered me. You know why? Because that's why Nebraska football is what it is. That's why Nebraska fans are what they are. It's a fishbowl. That's what it is. Um, it comes along with the job description. And I wouldn't want to change it because that means the fans are becoming apathetic. The fact that the fans are watching everything, it can be challenging. It's part of the job description, but it's the passion. I just ask the fans to do it respectfully. That's all I've ever said. Because human, because football players are human beings. Coaches are human beings. Keep the passion. Just keep the respect as well. It's all I've ever asked. All right. We start to look at some of these other Husker sports. All right. Men's basketball. 7-0. and All right. The best start that they've had since the 1992-93 season. It's only the fifth time in program history they've started off a season 7-0. and Okay. And we're going to learn a lot about them coming up here in the near future. They got some Big Ten opponents. And oh, yeah. That little team from Omaha. I believe they're the number eight team in the country currently. The Creighton Blue Jays. Now, here's what I have to say about that. Show up to that game. Be loud. Be proud. But by God, do not be a Jaysker. All Jayskers should be escorted out of the building. Either put on blue or put on red. Unless you've got a kid on both teams, you are not allowed to be a Jaysker. Pick one team and roll with it. That's all I got. By the way, for me, it's big red all day. All right. As we know, volleyball. Before we get to volleyball, because I've got a little bit of background on the volleyball that I did not know. Some interesting things or tidbits. Hopefully, fine folks find interesting as well. Um, so before we get to volleyball, women's soccer made the elite eight, elite eight and took the number one seed Stanford to overtime on Friday. Black Friday was a bit of a rough day. Football lost, volleyball lost, soccer lost. It's one of those days that happens. But guess what? It's an overall whole. Husker Sports is doing awesome right now. So proud and shout out to the Husker women's soccer team. Like I mentioned, going to the Elite Eight. Okay, they were down one to nothing. I believe they scored the, the tying score with about three minutes to go. And this wasn't even a televised game. My family and I, my wife's a competitive soccer coach. All of my girls, except for Addison, play soccer. Jacob wanted nothing to do with kicking a ball. Okay, and I've seen him try to punt. Probably a wise choice. We worked on it a little bit. He said, I'm done. And I'm like, all right, just focus on catching and blocking and tackling. That works for me. He was a quarterback for a little bit, but he likes to hit people. He doesn't like to be hit. So anyways, I digress. It was the whole character family was following along as close as we, as we could with his non-televised uh, soccer match, okay, versus Stanford. So they tie it 1-1, take it into overtime. Stanford, the number one seed, like I mentioned, ends up beating the Huskers 2-1, but a phenomenally phenomenal season for Nebraska soccer. Shout out to them. Wrestling, ranked ninth in the country right now. I feel like our wrestling program is consistently really, really good. And it needs to be talked about more often. So I want to show them some love. Okay, it's early on in the season. But I want to start showing them love early on in the season. All right, now let's go to volleyball. 
All right, so I'm sure you're all aware. Nebraska Volleyball is the number one overall seed. Okay, the Nebraska Volleyball team was selected as the number one overall seed for the 2023 NCAA Division I Women's Volleyball Championship on Sunday night and will host their first and second rounds at the Bob Devaney Sports Center this Friday and Saturday. The Huskers are making their 42nd straight NCAA tournament appearance and hosting the first round for the 38th time. They will open the tournament on Friday, December 1st at 7 p.m. against Long Island University. The champions of the Northeast Conference, and I found this interesting, their record is 13 and 18, but they won the, the, the Northeast Conference, so shout out to them. All right, Nebraska received the number one overall seed in the tournament for the first time since 2016, which was the first year the NCAA went to using the top four national seeds or highest remaining seed in each region for regional sites. The Huskers were also the top overall seed in 2000, 2004, 2005, 2006. Stanford is the number two overall seed, while Wisconsin and Pittsburgh are number three and number four, respectively. And one of the first things my wife wanted to see, she goes, I want to play Wisconsin in the national championship. And so we looked at the brackets. And right now, if all four number one seeds go through, the final four would be Nebraska versus Pitt, Stanford, and Wisconsin. And if Nebraska beats Pitt, They'll play the winner of Stanford-Wisconsin. So either way, it could be a rematch. I'm rooting for Wisconsin personally. So they could play them again for a third time, okay, in the national championship match if both teams make it there. All right, should Nebraska advance past the second round, it would host an NCAA regional on December 7th, 8th, and 9th at the Devaney Center for the first time since 2016. The national seeds in the same region as Nebraska are number eight, Kentucky, number nine, Arkansas, number 16, Florida. This season, the Huskers are 28 and 1, won their 35th overall, I'm sorry, won their 35th all time conference title and fourth Big Ten title with a 19 and 1 record in conference play. Nebraska is looking to return to the NCAA semifinals for the 17th time in program history after bowing out in the NCAA regional semifinals versus Oregon 3 2 last year. We snapped a streak of 10 straight NCAA regional final appearances. Okay. The Huskers have played in five of the last eight. NCAA Final Fours, including NCAA Championships in 2015 and 17. Nebraska also won national titles in 95, 2000, 2006. This year's NCAA Championship is set for December 14th through 17th in Tampa, Florida. All right, as I mentioned, Nebraska, Stanford, Wisconsin, and Pittsburgh earned the top seeds in this year's tournament. The top four seeds have combined for 15 national titles in the tournament's history. Nebraska claimed the Big Ten Conference title after posting nearly an unblemished record, finishing with an overall record of 28-1 and 19-1 in conference play. The Huskers have held the top spot in the RPI since October 15th. Stanford finished the season with eight consecutive wins while winning its 24th Pac-12 title in program history. Wisconsin secured their spot after going 8-2 in the last 10 games and 26-3 overall, as well as handing Nebraska its only loss of the season. Pittsburgh will be making its 19th appearance in the tournament after posting a 25-4 and record and a share of the ACC championship. Okay, the other team I looked for, Louisville. Former Husker Danny Busboom. All right, Danny Busboom-Kelly. She's married to a former Husker long snapper Lane Kelly, who was there during my time as well. So our times crossed over quite a bit in college. Nebraska could conceivably play Louisville instead of Pittsburgh potentially as they get closer to the Elite Eight slash Final Four. So that could be very intriguing. I personally, here's what I want to see. I want to see Nebraska versus Louisville in the Final Four, Wisconsin versus Stanford on the other side. Of course, I want Nebraska to win. 
I've already made it clear I want Wisconsin to win, and I want another rematch, Nebraska-Wisconsin, a national championship match. And some people might, might think I'm crazy because that's probably the toughest team out there. Stanford's good, Pittsburgh's good, Louisville's good, a bunch of other good teams. Yeah, but to be the best, you got to beat the best. Plus, after the way they swept us on Friday, a little redemption sure would be nice. But congrats to all the Nebraska teams on a great season. Soccer, wrestling so far, basketball so far, volleyball so far. Uh, anyone I may have missed out on, a uh, shout-out to all of you on a great season. Okay, when we return, we're going to talk college football. I'm not just a Nebraska fiend. I'm a college football fiend, and there's a lot to talk about from last weekend's games to next weekend's games to college football playoff rankings to crazy possible scenarios. All right, don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.